Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Fitness Blueprint Podcast. My name is Jackson Adamowitz, and today we are diving into the wonderful world of cardiovascular exercise. So cardiovascular exercise, also known as cardio, also known as aerobic exercise, also known as about a dozen other names. Today, I hope that you have a good understanding of what this type of exercise entails. I hope that you'll be able to gauge different intensities. I hope you'll understand different forms of cardio. I hope that I can give you some protocols and some foundational knowledge necessary for starting your own cardio journey and whether you're a beginner or you are a seasoned cardio expert I hope that you'll be able to take something away from this podcast episode and use it in your own daily practice. Now before we take the deep dive into what cardiovascular exercise is I want to share a few interesting facts and tidbits that I've gathered for you. So around 12,000 years ago Uh, We as a species, you know, Homo sapiens, transitioned from more of a hunting and gathering species to more of a farming and more sedentary behavior through the agricultural revolution. So there are still some hunting and gathering tribes um, and communities around the world. And what has been examined in these groups is that their exercise levels and physical activity levels are significantly higher than us who do not continue to hunt and gather. Additionally, heart disease, diabetes, and many types of cancer are very uncommon um, in these groups. And those are, in some circles, considered the diseases of civilization. Now, correlation does not always equal causation, but I personally would go out on a limb to say that there is more than likely a strong link between these two factors, right? Physical activity and a lot of these diseases. Why do I say that? Because there is plenty of research and literature out there supporting the fact that sedentary lifestyle is heavily linked to all-cause mortality or a lot of chronic illnesses. Another fun fact, well not really fun fact, is that $117 billion in annual health care costs can be attributed to a lack of physical activity or sedentary lifestyle. So there are a lot of explanations for this, but it's pretty easy to see that in modern society, it's really hard to find time to get as much physical activity as the hunter-gatherers did, uh, which is why there is a need for intentional higher levels of physical activity, also known as exercise. So that's just one reason why you need to exercise. And after today's episode, I really hope that you have a good grasp of how you can implement some strategies in order to get that necessary movement medicine, as I like to refer to it. Now, before we get into the weeds of everything, I think that it's important to first define what cardiovascular exercise is, um, and we'll kind of talk about some of the importance or the overall health benefits that you can get from this style of exercise. So a quick definition for you, Um, cardio, which is also known as endurance or aerobic exercise, um, there is a form of anaerobic exercise, which we'll cover in later episodes, but today we're talking more specifically about aerobic exercise, Um, is any sustained activity that gets you breathing harder and increases your heart rate. It's called cardiovascular exercise, primarily because of the effects and benefits to your heart, circulatory, and respiratory system. So some of the benefits that you can get from regular cardiovascular exercise include, but are not limited to, a reduced risk for type 2 diabetes, a reduced risk for various types of cancer, reduced risk for falls in older adults, lower risk for osteoporotic fractures, lower risk for developing depression, lower risk of cardiovascular disease, reduced risk for obesity, and it does help individuals manage their weight, uh, reduced risk for dyslipidemia, reduced risk for hypertension, 
reduce risk for metabolic syndrome. Uh, it helps individuals become less susceptible to viral illnesses like the cold and the flu. Uh, it helps reduce anxiety. It helps improve sleep quality and quantity. It helps boost self-esteem. It helps increase independency as you age. And there are about you know, a hundred other documented benefits that you can get from cardiovascular exercise. So it's no secret that this is incredibly important. And if I were to list all of those benefits out to you and give it to you in, in like a pill form, I'm sure 99.9% of us would take that, um, even if we didn't know the side effects. And I think that just shows how powerful exercise can be. So you want to make sure that you're getting some form of cardio into your routine regularly because there are so many health benefits that you can re reward yourself with uh, through cardio exercise. Next, I want to dive into the different types of cardio. But before we do that, I think it's important to understand how we measure intensity uh, for cardiovascular exercise. So one of the ways that we measure intensity is through your heart rate. So the higher your heart rate, essentially the more challenging the cardiovascular exercise is going to be for you. So there are a few ways that you can look at this, um, and there are a lot of different ways documented. One of the ways that I find to be easiest is through the different heart rate zones. So you have zone one, zone two, zone three, zone four, zone five. Um, and these zones are kind of defined by their intensity levels. So before we dive into those zones, I first want to give you a simple formula that you can use to calculate your maximum heart rate. And if you don't know how to do this, this is a really simple way. I know there's some conflicting literature about the best way to do this, but I find this to be the easiest way. So take the number 220 and subtract your age. So I'm 23 years old, so I will do 220 minus 23, and my maximum estimated heart rate would be 197 beats per minute. Now, the only, or I guess I should say the best way to gauge what your actual maximum heart rate is, is to do a vigorous exercise test, usually a VO2 max test, which not a lot of people have access to, and also that's a very physically demanding test, so uh, it's not recommended for everybody. So now that we know how to calculate your heart rate max, we are going to talk more about these heart rate zones. So zone one is considered a very low intensity. So this is about 50 to 60% of your heart rate maximum. So you take that number that you got, multiply that by 50 and 60%, and boom, there's your zone one. Now, the same thing goes for the heart rate zones as your max heart rate. So the only way to kind of truly gauge where your heart rate zones are are to do very physically demanding exercise tests. You can do a lot of different calculations and whatnot to estimate your different zones, but this is just a very general, easy to follow guideline for calculating your heart rate zone. So 50 to 60% of your heart rate max. Now in this zone, most of the calories or the energy that you burn is coming from body fat, or I guess I shouldn't say body fat, just fat in general as the fuel source. So you won't be able to burn as many calories as more higher intensity forms of exercise that tap into higher uh, heart rate zones, um, and this does not exactly equate to weight loss or body fat loss. So that's where a lot of people get confused that if they exercise in like zone one, zone two, they'll only burn fat, they'll get super lean, yada, yada, yada. So heart rate zone and burning fat as a fuel source does not necessarily equate to losing body fat specifically. 
So as I mentioned, zone one is a very low intensity, but if you don't have access to monitoring your heart rate, or maybe you're convinced that your heart rate zone is not necessarily equivalent to 50 to 60% of your heart rate max, another way that you can kind of estimate that you're in this zone one is by your ability to maintain a conversation. So in zone one, you should be able to maintain a complete conversation without breaks, without interruptions, without having to take big deep breaths. So that's kind of another way that you can gauge that you're in this heart rate zone one. So next we have heart rate zone two, and this is still a pretty light intensity. This is estimated at around 60 to 70% of that heart rate maximum. And the majority of your calories that you're burning are still coming from fats. However, you're definitely starting to tap into more carbohydrate fuel sources. So in this zone, you should still be able to maintain a consistent conversation, but every once in a while, you might have to take a pause to take a deeper breath. Uh, your conversation might start to get a little interrupted, but you should still be able to maintain that full conversation. That brings us into zone three. So this is a more moderate intensity at about 70 to 80% of your heart rate maximum. A slight majority of carbohydrates are used as the fuel source, so you're still using a combination of the the fats as a fuel source and carbohydrates as a fuel source. In this zone, um, talking will take a little bit of effort. You might have pretty frequent pauses to catch your breath or to take deeper breaths. For more trained individuals, they'll be better equipped to maintain longer conversations in this zone, uh, but your conversations are definitely starting to get interrupted. Next, we have zone four. This is a hard intensity zone. So this is at about 80 to 90% of your heart rate max. In this zone, you could talk while you're training in this zone, but you probably wouldn't want to because you'll be breathing very hard in this zone. So for most individuals, it gets very challenging to maintain any exercise at this intensity for a longer period of time. So all the other zones before this one, zone one, zone two, zone three, you should be able to maintain that for a fair amount of time. Now, more trained individuals will have more capability to maintain exercise in these various zones, but you should still be able to sustain exercise for a decent amount of time. Zone four, that kind of changes. Next, we have zone five. This is considered a maximum intensity zone, so this is about 90 to 100% of your heart rate max. You absolutely cannot conversate in this zone. You might be able to get out a word or two, but you're exercising at maximum effort, and you really need to breathe, so it's going to be very, very challenging to do so. In this zone, no matter how trained you are, you typically cannot sustain this intensity for more than a few minutes. Most people, not more than 30 seconds to 60 seconds. It's a very, very intense zone. Now, as with the other zones, the more trained you are, the more aerobically fit you are, the longer you'll be able to maintain uh, these higher uh, cardio or heart rate zones. Now that we have a good grasp on the intensities of cardiovascular training, we can talk about the various forms of cardio exercise. So I want to first talk about LIS or low intensity steady state exercise. This is a form of cardio exercise that is a steady pace that you can maintain over a longer period of time. This should be easy. You should say to yourself, man, I could do this forever without getting super tired. Another characteristic of this type of cardio exercise is that it doesn't usually have a high metabolic afterburn effect. So basically what that means is that you won't necessarily see an increased calorie burning following the workout session that you do low intensity steady state exercise. Our next category of cardiovascular exercise is MISS. 
moderate intensity steady state exercise if you're kind of starting to catch on to what the acronyms mean. Uh, this is a steady pace at a more high intensity than LIS, but it's still kind of more moderate than our next category. Um, so this would be more like zone two, zone three-ish if we're referring to those heart rate zones. Uh, so in this zone, you should be able to maintain this intensity for a longer period of time in, in uh, relation to the next zone that we'll talk about, but you'll eventually start to fatigue a lot quicker than the low intensity steady state cardio. That brings us to our next section of cardio exercise, which is HIT, H-I-I-T, high intensity interval training. So at high intensities, as I mentioned we were, when we were talking about the heart rate zones, you can't maintain this for a super long period of time. So in HIT, what you do is you have a high intensity interval, which is usually performed for anywhere from 10 to 10 seconds to a few minutes at a time. So you maintain this higher intensity uh, cardio zone, and then you have a recovery interval after that at a lower intensity zone. So usually this is referred to, as I mentioned, the recovery interval. Some people will walk, some people will just rest during this interval, whatever you do during this interval. It's not super important, um, but high intensity interval training usually has that work interval and that rest interval which is pretty characteristic of the style of exercise there are a lot of ways to do hit training and you'll see a lot of other names like uh, tabata imam and a whole bunch of other acronyms and styles for training but just know that they all they are all similar in the sense that they get your heart rate super highly elevated i know that was kind of a redundant for me to say highly elevated, but um, it, it gets your heart rate up really high and then you have this recovery period of time. So at these higher intensities, you can usually burn a lot more calories or a lot more energy in a shorter period of time compared to the other cardio zones due to the large requirement uh, of, of this intensity. So now that we've talked about exercise intensity in different formats for cardiovascular training, Let's talk now how you can get started with your cardio journey. Maybe you've done some in the past, uh, maybe you're new to it, but this is kind of how you can safely start incorporating this into your routine, or if you're trying to get back into it, this is how you can do it. Step number one is going to be set goals. Uh, we talked about this in our last episode, so if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you check it out, but you need to set goals for whatever fitness or health benefit or whatever you're training for, you, you, you need direction, you need focus. So start by setting goals. Let's say you're training for a race, like a 5K race, uh, and you wanna perform most of your training specific to that style of event or race that you're participating in. So for example, if my goal is to complete a 5K, either walk or run a 5K, I will primarily want to do low intensity steady state and maybe some moderate intensity steady state um, if, if I'm just starting out, right? Because I want to be able to build up to and maintain that level of cardio fitness for that distance or that duration. Same thing goes for things like half marathons, marathons, triathlons, etc. So if your sport or race involves more sprinting or fast running or really any activity that requires you to move very rapidly and at very high intensities, you should train more specific to what that sport or activity requires. So for instance, if I'm doing a relay race that requires a lot more sprinting, I will want to train more in a high intensity interval training. I'll still want to supplement with that low intensity steady state and that moderate intensity steady state, but your training should reflect 
what your goal is, if that makes sense. There's a specific training principle called the said principle, um, and we'll dive into that in, in later later topics, but uh, this principle basically means that you want to train specific to what you want to accomplish so that you can get the the benefits and the response, the training response that you're looking to in order to perform your best. So if you are performing cardio for the sake of burning extra calories for weight loss, your goal should be to burn the most calories in a given session and over a given time frame. So for instance, if you have weekly calorie deficit goals, if you have monthly calorie deficit goals, your cardio should support that mission. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about weight loss. That episode is coming up very soon, so stay tuned for that. If you're just starting out, you might not have the best endurance, so higher intensities might be more challenging for you and they might be pretty miserable. So you want to build up to it, and I'll give you a little bit of a protocol that I would recommend later in this episode, uh, but you really just want to focus on building that aerobic base, like increasing your lists and your miss. So lower intensities will be easier for you to sustain, and this can be done through activities such as walking, a stationary bike, going outside for a bike ride, elliptical striding. You could do even group fitness classes like dance, Zumba, stuff like that. There are a lot of group fitness classes that are very cardio focused. Uh, or if you hate cardio in general and you want to also lift weights but get that cardio effect, you can do circuit training. So this basically involves a combination of multiple exercises, usually three or more, that you perform consecutively, so without rest. So let's say I do a chest press, a row, a squat, and a shoulder press. So I'll do all those consecutively without rest, and then once I complete a full set of those, so I complete all exercises for the given number of reps, one time all the way through, then I take a short rest period, and then I go right back into it. So the goal of that is to keep your heart rate elevated in those higher cardiovascular zones, um, and then you'll get that cardio training effect from lifting weights. So it is possible to get a cardio experience from lifting weights and get some cardio benefit uh, while also lifting weights. But those are just a few ways that you can incorporate cardio into your routine, and there are a lot of fun ways to do it too. You can play sports, uh, you can get involved uh, in, in other ways to be physically fit and cardiovascularly fit. So as a general rule for thumb, for any exercise, you don't want to ramp up intensity or duration too quickly, or else you could run the risk of getting injured or run the risk of overtraining and getting sick, etc. So there's a pretty specific principle called the 10% rule. Usually this is referred to in running, uh, but I think that this really applies to any, any type of exercise or any type of cardio specifically. Uh, but the principle is to never increase your training load by more than 10 to 20% per week. Um, so what this means is if I do cardio sessions three times a week for 10 minutes a session, that's 30 minutes of cardiovascular load each week. So the next week, I would only want to do about 33 to 36 total minutes of cardio at that same intensity, or one to two minutes more per session. So this would follow that, that 10 to 20% increase rule. Um, so in running, this 10% this rule usually refers to mileage. So if I do 10 running miles in one week, next week I might want to do 11 miles because that's 10% more than what I did the previous week. So this helps give the body time to adapt and helps prevent that overuse and uh, that overtraining effect. 
In terms of the necessary recovery time, I recommend getting some type of movement in every day. So humans were meant to move, right? We have muscles, we have bones, we were, we were meant to move, as I mentioned with the hunter-gatherers earlier in this episode. We need to move. However, workout specifically, we need to aim for at least 150 minutes of easy to moderate intensity cardio per week or 75 minutes of more vigorous or higher intensities per week. And you can also get kind of a combination of this number. That's kind of what we should get at a bare minimum. If you are not getting that 150 minutes per week or you're not even close to it, if you haven't even started, don't jump right to that number, right? Build up to it. Find what you can handle for a given exercise session. Maybe that's 15 minutes of walking. Maybe that's a mile of jogging. Stick to that and then progress given that training load increase rule, that 10% rule that I gave you a little bit earlier. So if you follow that protocol, you can build up to that minimum of 150 minutes of easy to moderate intensity cardio per week or 75 minutes of more vigorous intensities. Now, in between specific training sessions, I recommend when you're first starting out to give yourself at least 48 hours to recover between training sessions, and then you can do the same workout again. Um, and then, you know, gradually progress, as we mentioned before. Um, and we'll dive into more of a beginner's protocol that I can give you towards the end of this episode. Now, for more trained individuals, they can usually get by with a little less recovery time, especially as their body adapts to those higher training loads. But for beginners, I usually recommend about 48 hours between higher intensity training sessions. So now you know how much exercise you need to get, how to structure your weeks, given your training load, how to progress. Now I want to talk about how to structure your specific cardio-focused workout. So it's important for every cardio workout that it has some type of warm-up, right? You want to get your body ready to move. You want you don't just want to go in cold. You potentially run the risk of becoming injured, um, and, and you just want to ease into it a little bit. So I recommend for warming up, you do some form of dynamic stretches. Some people static stretch or kind of hold a stretch for a prolonged period of time before cardio. I find that that just doesn't necessarily warm you up. I think that's a, that's a great thing for a cool down, which we'll talk about here in a second. But for warming up, I think it's important to get moving. So instead of holding a stretch in the same position, find a way to make that stretch active. For instance, if you're stretching out your hamstrings, instead of holding a, a toe touch stretch or, you know, something where you're you're stretching out your hamstrings, you could do a stretch where you pull your knee to your chest while taking steps. You want to be moving. You want to get your joints loosened up. You want to start to kind of raise your body temperature and get ready for that cardiovascular exercise. So as I mentioned, kind of start light and build up to whatever you're working towards. If I'm running, I want to kind of start at maybe like a walk and then I want to build up to that running workout. So you want to you want to warm your body up as the name suggests, warm up, um, and you want to prepare for that session. Then after your warm up, you have your your main activity or your or your main exercise period. This is when you complete whatever style of cardio you're doing. Maybe it's that list, miss or hit style structure, whatever you're going for. Just go ahead and knock it out. But then following your training session, you need to have a cool down. This is essentially where you want to lower your heart rate. You don't want to just hop off of a treadmill after doing maximum effort sprints and then just lay down. That's not necessarily the most effective method because then blood can pool in your legs. Uh, you might stand up, get dizzy, pass out. We don't want that to happen. So you want to effectively and gradually lower your heart rate, especially during more 
higher intensity exercises. Uh, so stay moving at, at a low intensity. So after a, a hard cardio bout of exercise, maybe consider lowering the intensity to an easy walk. Just keep the blood flowing, but lower your heart rate over time. You kind of want it to return to almost a baseline. It'll still be a little elevated after exercise, but you want it to return to where you're breathing comfortably and you feel like your body is just calming down after that intense, that more intense exercise period. Uh, so this is also a great time for static stretching once you've kind of gotten your heart rate down safely. Um, this is a, a time where you can see a, a pretty good benefit from flexibility training, and we'll talk about that as well in later episodes. I know I, I keep teasing you guys with what we're going to talk about, but this is a great time for that static stretching to hopefully improve some flexibility. So cool down period, lower your heart rate, good time for some stretching, especially if things start to feel a little tight. Uh, there's no harm in doing that after a workout. Now I want to talk about a beginner exercise protocol for cardiovascular fitness that I think anybody can do if they are just starting out. So if you are not doing any type of cardiovascular training whatsoever, I think that this would be a good eight-week protocol to follow. So step one is going to be try to move more every day. If you aren't hitting at least 5,000 steps per day, you aren't moving enough, plain and simple. So I want you to aim for at least 8,000 a day, but if you aren't even getting 5,000, you need to move, right? Movement is medicine. Sedentary lifestyle is killing us. So you got to move. So that's step number one. Next, for low intensity cardio, if you aren't doing anything right now, you need to start building that base. Pick any exercise, we talked about a few in today's episode, that you want to do and that you enjoy doing and that you can perform at a lower intensity. So weeks one and two, I want you to start out at three exercise sessions at only 15 to 30 minutes. Only 15 to 30 minutes, three times in your first two weeks, okay? So that's six total exercise sessions. During these three exercise sessions per week for the first two weeks, I want you to try and aim for that zone two. So that zone two, uh, as a reminder, is about 60 to 70% of your heart rate maximum. Um, or I want you to be able to maintain a conversation while pausing, while pausing for the occasional breath. All right, so that's weeks one and two, three exercise sessions at 15 to 30 minutes of cardio. Now, week two and four, we're going to kind of progress that a little bit. So we're going to go 25 to 40 minutes of that zone two cardio, again, three times per week. So that's your first month of training. It's it's not too challenging. Uh, and I feel like anybody can usually find 15 to 45 minutes of exercise three days a week. So that that's uh, your first month of training right there. Next, we have weeks four to six this is where we kind of start to progress a little bit more. So I want... 30 to 45 minutes of zone two uh, per week for two sessions. Um, then I want one session at about 20 to 30 minutes long, kind of focusing on that zone three, right? That moderate intensity. So two exercise sessions, 30 to 45 minutes in that zone two, one session, 20 to 30 minutes in zone three. Next week, six through eight, I want you to do 30 to 45 minutes of zone two per week. And then I want you to do one session of 20 to 30 minutes of zone three, while also kind of spending a little bit of time in zone four. So kind of experiment with those higher intensities. Again, zone four is that 80 to 90% of your heart rate max. So we're, we're really kind of starting to tap into those higher zones. 
So the basic foundations here are you want to build up that base, build up that endurance, build up that routine, and then you can kind of start to experiment with more higher intensity forms of cardio. And you don't have to do the same type of cardio over these eight weeks. So let's say you start on a stationary bike week one. Let's say you want to switch it up week two and you do like an incline treadmill walk. That's totally fine. Just focus, focus on those heart rate zones and focus on gradually progressing. So there's a simple eight-week protocol that you can follow to gradually build up your endurance, build up your cardio fitness, and then your goal from there should be to kind of maintain or progress that level over time. And then to wrap up today's podcast episode, I just want to leave you with two tips that I found to be pretty beneficial when it comes to cardio exercise. Tip number one, and this is probably the most important, but find something that you enjoy doing. If you dislike an exercise so much that you know you won't do it or it will be miserable to do, there is more than one way to skin the proverbial cat. So there are so many fun ways to incorporate cardio into your routine, and it's important for anybody. No matter what your goal is, cardiovascular health is essential for your overall health and functionality, right? Your heart is arguably the most important muscle in the body, and you need to work it through this cardiovascular exercise. So find something that you enjoy and stick with it or explore. There's plenty of options out there. And then tip number two is don't get too hung up on the heart rate zones. I know that we we talked about them in, in pretty good detail today, but don't get too caught up in them like if you're on the border of one heart rate zone or your heart rate kind of jumps from zone to zone. Again, these are just kind of arbitrary zones that are estimated for a lot of individuals. So these zones might be a little bit different on you than they are compared to the norms. And that's totally fine. Don't get too caught up on the numbers, but just kind of know the general range and the general feelings that you'll experience in each given zone. So there you have it. There is our episode on cardiovascular fitness. In later episodes, we'll dive into more advanced topics when it comes to cardio, but this is a good starting point, especially if you're looking to begin your fitness journey. Cardiovascular fitness is incredibly important for your overall health. As I mentioned, those numerous benefits, and there are many more to count that you can get from regular cardiovascular exercise. So this needs to be something that you start to incorporate into your weekly exercise routine. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of the Fitness Blueprint Podcast. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, make sure that you follow Jackson Ryan Fitness on Instagram, TikTok. You can send me an email uh, at jacksonryanfitness at gmail.com if you have suggestions for the podcast or if you want to hear about a certain topic. Um, I am open to suggestions. Uh, if you're looking for good resources, make sure you go to jacksonryanfitness.com. There are plenty of free and paid resources available for you. And if you're just looking for general advice, follow Jackson Ryan Fitness on Instagram and shoot me a message. I'll try to get to it when I am available, and hopefully I can answer your questions. Uh, make sure that you save these episodes of our podcast. Make sure that you share them with your friends. I really appreciate all of the support with the first couple of episodes here, um, but I want to continue to grow this so that we can reach a lot of people and help a lot of people start their fitness journeys. So if you would, please share this podcast, leave us a rating, um, download, subscribe, do whatever you have to do. <laughs> um, and thank you for all of your support. Uh, our next episode will be on strength training, so that will be coming out very soon. Uh, if you have any suggestions for that, let me know. And we will see you next time on the Fitness Blueprint Podcast. Have a great day today, and go make somebody happy today. Make them smile. All right, we'll see you next time. Peace.